Good morning, everyone, and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Tuesday, the 27th of April. My name is Sam Kozlowski, and helping me make sense of today's news is Zara Seidler. Here's what's making news today. The WA lockdown lifts. Reactions to India. Some good news from the Oscars. And a quick-fire guide to the upcoming Tasmanian state election. Here's today's Daily Digest. We've been covering this one quite a lot and it just seems to be getting worse. Countries are now working to assist India as it struggles with a deadly second wave of COVID-19. The US is offering raw materials for COVID-19 vaccines, medical equipment, protective gear, therapeutics and rapid diagnostic tests. On the other hand, France will offer significant extra oxygen capacity after Indian hospitals reported that they were running out of oxygen supply. The efforts come after Germany, Britain and Italy also confirmed assistance and supplies for India last week. The lockdown of the Perth and Pill region was lifted on Monday at midnight after Western Australia recorded no community transmitted COVID-19 cases. Residents can now return to schools and work. However, there are still some restrictions that will remain until at least 12.01am on Saturday. Mask wearing in public is still mandatory. Private indoor and outdoor gatherings are also limited to crowds of 20. Restaurants, pubs and cafes will reopen while indoor fitness venues, nightclubs and the casino will remain closed. A candlelight vigil was held yesterday in the Gold Coast to remember Kelly Wilkinson, who was allegedly murdered by her estranged partner. Gold Coast MP Sam O'Connor, who helped organise the vigil, spoke of how the tragedy shocked the community saying, you never expect this sort of thing to happen in your own area, and a lot of people are feeling this over the last week. A 34-year-old man is facing murder charges after Wilkinson was found dead in her backyard. If you need any help or support, please contact the National Domestic Violence Service on 1800RESPECT. And here's today's good news. Chloe Zhao has become the first woman of colour and the first woman of Asian descent to receive the Best Director Award at yesterday's Academy Awards. In her acceptance speech, Zhao said, This is for anyone who has the faith and the courage to hold out to the goodness in themselves and to hold out to the goodness in each other, no matter how difficult it is to do that. Very apt for the year that we've had. This year was the first year that two women were nominated for Best Director. Oh, so what's the go with state politics, eh? Like, it pops up here and there, but... It's hard to get your head around at the best of times. Zara, Why are you speaking like that? Even when we wrote the post on the Tasmanian election, we knew we had to sell it as based on a democracy sausage. Zara, I need you to take us through the Tassie election in a short and sharp way so that I'm not totally out of the loop, but expect my base level of knowledge to be zero. Go. (laughs) Challenge accepted. So... There is a Tasmanian election on May 1st, which is this Saturday. And the reason that it is on this Saturday is because the Premier, Peter Gutwin, he called a snap election. And he did that because his Tasmanian Liberal government was plunged into minority government, which meant basically he didn't have a mandate, or so he said, to keep governing. Zara, you know me, we work together. I love the news like nobody's business. Peter Gutwin, never (laughs) heard of him. Absolutely never heard of him. Again, can you go slow, but also in lots of detail? I hope our Tassie listeners are not offended by the way that you're approaching this, but Premier Gutwin, Peter Gutwin, he's the Premier. He's from the Liberal Party. He replaced the former Liberal Premier, so he wasn't actually voted in as Premier, 
and his government are seeking their third term of re-election. You might have seen him last week. He got his COVID-19 vaccine and he sported a vicious tiger tattoo on his arm that everyone was talking about and it was probably the only time he's gotten intense media coverage. On the other side, we have the Labor Party and the leader of the Labor Party in Tasmania is Rebecca White and she has had a career in politics and she's now climbed to the top and she's the leader of the opposition. She's been the leader since 2017, but as I said earlier, the Labor Party has not held government in Tasmania since that time. If we look at what both of the leaders are promising, Peter Gutwin, as we've seen happen in the Northern Territory, South Australia, Western Australia, he's been running with the incumbent line, which is, we treated you well through COVID-19, we made sure you were safe, we made sure you had money, so vote us in as a safe pair of hands. And that's really what all incumbent governments have done, and they've all won on that. So it seems like it's a bit of a winning formula. On the other side, the Labor Party are campaigning on health and housing, which are really traditional Labor values. And they've been going hard on this, with Rebecca White saying, after seven years of a Liberal government, the crisis in our health and hospital system has never been worse. Have we seen much intervention from Prime Minister Scott Morrison during the election? Does he care about what's happening in Tasmania? So Scott Morrison hasn't actually even visited Tasmania and we can't judge him for that. Given that the election was called really last notice, it's called a snap election. He honestly might have been too busy to get down there. We have seen Anthony Albanese. He's the opposition leader. We've seen him there and he's been supporting Rebecca White throughout the campaign. To answer your question, the result of this election doesn't actually have significant consequences as such for the Morrison government, because either way, it's just a barometer of one state, not necessarily how the whole country is feeling. That's what we get polling for, and that is a cross-section of the entire Australian community. A win for the Liberals in Tassie wouldn't make any material difference to Scott Morrison's government, but it would show, at least at a state level, that the Liberals do have support. Also, when the next election comes around, the federal election, Scott Morrison will be looking at some key swinging seats in Tasmania, like Bass, And so he'll be looking at the results from Saturday's election to understand what the community is thinking and how they're voting. So who is the smart money on? Who are the betting agencies telling us are going to win? What do the punters believe? Well, I'm not one to get political advice from sports bet, but it is looking really likely that the Liberals will win on Saturday. On Sportsbet, the Liberals are paying $1.08 compared to Labor's $7. So as you can see, it's, it's looking pretty likely. Also, as I said earlier, there is the incumbent factor that Peter Gutwin has on his side, which is that we've seen every single state government in Australia have the incumbents return to power. It'll certainly be interesting if Labor manages to reverse this trend. And I've quickly turned my attention to potential campaign slogans for both sides. I've got I've got a gutful as the Labor policy um, and it's not black and white for the Liberal Party. Do with that what you will. I hope we can uh, always have fun with topics like state elections because it's actually important to know about in the news, um, but there's nothing wrong with, with learning about it in interesting ways. That's all we've got time for today on The Daily Oz. But if you want to follow us on Instagram, jump on at The Daily Oz. It's where over 100,000 Australians get their news throughout the day, and we would love you to become part of our community. <laughs>